Hey guys, this is That Black Girl coming to you from the Doobie Radio live at Denison University in Granville, Ohio. Today we have a really exciting topic for you all. Um, does anybody want to be the revealer of the topic? So today we're going to be talking about dating while black, hookup culture, party culture, interracial dating, and all that. So just something really exciting. I think we all have some fun, not so fun stories to share. Um, so we're going to reintroduce ourselves. So I think we should go around, introduce ourselves, and say what our type is. That seems really on brand for this episode. So I'll start. Um, my name's Alex. Um, um, my type it's an odd one. Um, part of it, I couldn't say on air, but, oh, my mom's going to listen to this. Um, <laughs> hi, Mommy. I love you. Anyway, um, I really, you know, in terms of physical, I don't have a strong physical type, um, but I really like somebody who's funny, but not funnier than me. That's a big one for me, because you're not going to be funnier than me, so don't try. And um, cute, obviously, nice, a kind heart, and don't yell at our waiters, I'll say. Um, hi, my name is Zora Whitfield, um, and my type, I would say, is um, really smart, um, very passionate, um, obviously, like, attractive, and um, subjectively, it could be a lot of things, like, your smartness, your intelligence can be attractive, or, um, and also very kind, I really like kind people, it makes me happy. <laughs> I'm Taylor, and I guess my type would have to be smart. I love smart guys who have drive, too. You need to have ambition. You need to have a goal. If you don't have a goal, don't text me. Mm -hmm. Period. Just don't text me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Alana, and honestly, I think my type is someone who can just put together a good fit. Like, if your fits are, like, trash, don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Fashion is everything. And, yeah, also someone who's just, like, really sweet. So... My name is Leah, and um, I don't really like date or anything, so I'm gonna tell you about my type in friends. Aww. <laughs> um, I love people who are nice. Like that's my big thing: compassion for for yourself and others, um, especially yourself, and um, I guess smart people as well. Yeah. That's really it. That's all of you. I love you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I forgot to say smart, but obviously I like a smart guy. I'm a smart girl. But before we dive into our main topic, I actually have a follow up. What's an ick for a guy? What's the thing that a guy can do or like be or whatever that makes you go, ugh, not that. For me, it's definitely um, bad communication. That really gets on my nerves because I'm a very straightforward person. So I expect you to be straightforward back. And when you're not, it really irks me. Like that's just, I hate it it's over after that if you don't communicate well um honestly for me <laughs> a bad fit <laughs> uh, <laughs> like if, if you look crazy like that's <laughs> anyways but um <laughs> other than that probably someone who's just like rude to people mm -hmm. i hate rude people like it's just it's just so rude and someone who kind of doesn't really have any like dreams and like ambitions and stuff mm -hmm. um yeah I definitely second that, Alana. Lack of ambition for me. Somebody who doesn't take care of themselves. Like, hygiene is so important. Yes, you know, hygiene's like, a big one, too. I mean, I think for men, especially, they think they don't have to, like, clip their nails. You do, baby. Please do. And, like, like oh, three in one. Alana just whispers three in one at me, which, yeah, absolutely. If the same things are washing your hair, your body, and whatever else, please get away from me. Ten feet. Ten feet. So that... 
No, for me, Alex, you kind of mentioned this. It's being rude to waiters. If you can't even make eye contact at the waiters, I, I can't do it. And then bad communication, too. If you can't ever tell me what's wrong or what's bothering you, just don't talk to me, period. Please don't. Definitely being rude to my friends as well. Because I'm just trying to have fun. And, like, if you can't hang with my friends, um, just stop, go away. All right. So, um, Taylor, why don't you lead us into our topic of the day? So tonight we're going to talk about why it's hard to just date as a black woman on a predominantly white institution. We're talking about the stereotypes, the tropes, and honestly, I think Alex has a little story to tell us <laughs> to get us started. Oh, we're starting with, well, I think this really, this story exemplifies a big struggle of dating generally, but also on a predominantly white college campus as a black woman. So here we go. This is me. Freshman year, I'm just trying to make it happen. Small girl, big dreams, all that type vibe. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm out one night, I'm like meeting people. I was walking with a group of people. Now it was two white people with us, a girl and a guy, and there was one black guy along with me, obviously a black girl. And we're all just walking and talking together. And, you know, I never asked anybody what they want like I never brought up the topic of liking black girls or dating or anything like that and this man the black man unprovoked says to me you know I don't really like black girls they're like high maintenance and have too much attitude and I go okay <laughs> because again unprovoked unprompted I never asked point blank period and uh proceeds after that to talk to me about how he's trying to defend this idea that black girls are high maintenance and have too much attitude. He even at, like came at me for my edges at one point. He told me that I was sweating what? my yes. No. Did I not? No. Did I not tell you guys no. this? No. I swear that I did. He like said to me. He was like trying to joke, but I didn't know him like that. And he was like, "Girl, like you're sweating your edges out." And I'm like, "Why would you even? I don't know you. Like I just met you tonight." But then um, later on in that evening, somehow him and I got separated from the other people we were with, and we're talking. He's still trying to defend this choice, but he says to me at one point, he goes you know um my like I like Latinas so you know they have a lot of attitude and I'm simply like I don't care like I never asked and so I'm sure that he thought I had a whole lot of attitude so maybe I affirmed what he already believed but uh yeah that's my uh my loving story my uh black girl love letter right now what a wonderful way to be introduced into college dating is by somebody who has no first of all first of all the edges what business does he have talking about your hair? Like, ugh, anyway, I'm so sorry that happened to you, girl. I will forever be perplexed at um, how some black men just hate black women. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, why, why do you guys think they're so anti-black women? I don't get it. You know, I don't know. Personally, I always thought that black men who have problems with black women have problems with their family. Mm. I always thought that, because I'm just like, how can you hate someone who you don't even know? You just come to the school saying, yeah, I'm not gonna date you. For what? Who asked? No one asked. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, to me, when I see a black man who, you know, is very much like, yeah, I don't like black women, I won't date a black woman, I'm like, you're black, your mother is black, your aunts are black, your sister might be black. Like. I could never imagine. And then what always blows me is like a lot of black men in the black community defend this. But then if a black woman were to say a similar thing, which is like, yeah, I don't date black men. That's like, oh, war. It's war. 
Yeah, that's a very important like point to make because we could never say the same thing. And also, I don't understand why they feel the need to say that preference like out loud. Like, I feel like there's some preferences you should just keep in your head, especially to a black woman. Like, that must have made you feel insecure. Like, why did he think it was okay to say it in front of you? Okay, speaking of like preference, I don't know if it's just me because I'm not like, again, I already said this, but I don't really date like that. So I don't, there's a lot of things I don't understand. And one of those things is racial preferences. So to me, somebody who's not really in it like that, I don't understand like liking or preferring one race over another. Um, so I'm just wondering like, do you guys have racial preferences? Like, what do you think about them? I just think they're so weird. Even if it's like a, ooh, this one's gonna be good. Even if it's a white guy who likes black women and only black women, like, no. I, there's just something weird about that every time. I guess I can kind of speak on that. I always call myself an equal opportunity employer. Um, I, don't, I don't have a racial preference. I personally don't. If I like you, I like you. If I think you're attractive, you're attractive. No racial preference over here. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I have no racial preference. I've like, I've dated around, you know, in like different kind of areas. Really, none of it bothers me whatsoever. You know, but can we talk since we're all women here, like, and I think a couple of us are black women who have been with, you know, white men or men outside of our race. Like, what's that experience like as a black woman woman when you're dating a white man? Like, I've experienced people being like, oh, wow, you know, like things like that. Go on, Alana. Um, well, I guess I have to talk about this. So I was like, many people know my last boyfriend was white, and like, um, it was like fine for you know me or whatever. But it's just kind of you wonder certain things, like, oh, am I like just like a trial? Is this like a fetish? I you just don't really know. Um, so at first I was like a little skeptical or whatever, but like he was nice and like he was cool. Um, so I won't really say much more about that. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just, it comes with a lot of questions that I feel like a lot of other women just don't really have to worry about, you know? Um, and also another thing is like, I find that only black women are only asking a question like, will this guy like black women? You know, like I don't know any other race of like women that's like, oh, does he like, Hispanic women, Asian women, like whatever have you, you know? Um, so I think that's like really sad that we have to face that. Yeah, I mean, that's so real. I genuinely find myself asking when like there's a guy that I'm like, oh, he's cute. And like, I think he's feeling me, but I'm like, is he down with the brown? Like, I have no idea, <laughs> you know? And I just, it blows my mind that we are literally the only group of really people. I don't even think black men ask that question. I don't think any other race of people ask that question like man man or female or anywhere in between like will they like me because of my race you know does anybody have any thoughts about why we're the only ones yeah i can go kind of going back to your question about just dating a white guy i dated a white guy for a really long time i'm not currently but i have and <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> Anyways, so when I was dating him, his friends would make these comments. They'd be like, oh, do you have jungle fever? And I'd be like, oh. oh my absolutely God. not. Absolutely not jungle right? fever. And, wow. then, and then they'd be like, I would get mad at him. They'd be like, yeah, well, you know you're dealing with, you know you're dealing with a black girl, right? They would say stuff like that. So when you keep on saying stuff like that, you know, they keep on saying stuff about, like that to, about black women. So it just keeps on continuing. Their friends say it, black, white, Hispanic. Wow. So yeah, it keeps on continuing because you're telling every single race that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with like the way that 
we take away femininity from black women. You know, we're seen as more aggressive. We're seen as more, we're supposed to be, this whole idea of like strong, like black women are meant to be strong in a relationship. I mean, I think it absolutely like strips us of a bit of a femininity where it's like, we're allowed to be soft and gentle and like be hurt and not have to carry the world on our shoulders. And not even like you talking about strength. I feel like I'm strong in like a different way, maybe a more subtle way. And I feel like people don't see me as a super strong black woman all the time, even though I am and I'll stick up for myself. But I'm just very, very kind. And I think that also takes away like I've heard people telling me that maybe I'm a little bit less black for it because I've been really nice all my life. You know, and like once I remember um, one guy, he said that I he thought that I was like, um, I can't say the word on here, but yeah. <laughs> no, but he just said, like, I thought that you were, like, a strong black woman, basically. But that's what it, it kind of sounded like. But you're not, like, so much, because I can see, like, your, the shoes you wear, like, the outfits you wear, the way you handle things. And I was like, but that, that doesn't mean that I'm not strong. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean by being a strong black woman? Because I think I'm a strong black woman. Like, you are a girl, strong. You are a strong yes. black woman. The and I'm strongest. hearing a lot of opinions about black women from people that aren't black women. Like, what is up with that? Why are you so obsessed? Like, what is it? They're fans, baby. Um, They're all fans. <laughs> also, I want to ask the people that have been in, a, in an interla- interracial relationship, which unfortunately is me too. I don't like to talk about it. But um, yeah, high school was a rough time. But um, I want to talk about like fetishization and... What are the times in your like relationship or just in dating in general that you've you're like this dude has a fetish and I'm not into it? You know, this one it always I think it makes us all laugh because we've all seen it and we see the memes where it's like, "Oh, my Nubian chocolate goddess, <laughs> princess." It's like and I we were actually talking about this in the studio last week before we left off air like how again no other race of women is like reduced to their skin color within like the dating scene or like within flirting like i have not ever once heard a man call a white woman like oh my little like i don't know like white chocolates snow bunny i have heard that though actually but i mean it's a little different i feel yeah, like yeah i don't know that snow bunny is a term of endearment um maybe for some people but <laughs> um for me honestly uh with my ex i literally just asked him straight up i was like um is, <laughs> like is this a fetish because like because um that's i'm not trying to like play into anyone's like fetish of like a black woman or whatever have you so i mean granted i feel like if he did have one like no one would really say yes to that but I mean it never hurts to ask but I just it's always like a constant fear of mine like I'm so afraid of it and it's I feel like that's so unfair Mm -hmm. um but I mean there I don't know what else I can do you know because it's just like there and I know people are like oh like chocolate queen and like princess and stuff like that like no so also why are we always compared to food that's a really wonderful question a little so weird a little off of that you just unlocked a memory that i had a really painful memory quite honestly my mom's gonna listen to this and i never told her this because like i honestly forgot and she's gonna call me she's gonna go what but after me and my ex from high school broke up and he was white um i heard through the grapevine that he only dated me to make his dad mad (gasps) because his dad wouldn't otherwise have wanted him to be with a black girl yeah are you kidding me? I wish I was. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, but like, that's real stuff that like, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for other like 
like POC groups, but I feel like they don't deal with it to the same extent that black women do. do. No, I'm so sorry you went through that. Cause like, I also, well, I don't, I didn't have anything like this, but I feel like um, sometimes we're used to say like, oh, I was dating a black girl. Like later, I feel like some people who like, who they weren't black, they like bring me up. Like I used to date a black girl. Cause I've seen people doing it. Like I used to date this black girl. Her name was Zora. It's like a rite of passage. Yes, it is. It's like, how's that like a conversation? Like you're so proud of it. Or like they say they've dated other races. Like I've dated this, 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 I've been around. And now I'm dating a black girl. And I'm, I don't like hearing that. That's a red flag to me. It makes it sound like you do have a fetish. Like, I don't it's- know the red flags for fetish. But she's are, but that's like one of them for me. Like, it's literally like, um, oh, I have a black friend. I'm not racist, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that's literally what it is. But um, also, have you guys ever gotten like weird like um, comments about your skin? Name one. <laughs> Give us an example. I remember um, I was at a party like a couple weekends ago or whatever, and someone accidentally like, touched my arms, like moved past me or whatever. Um, which we don't want to. <laughs> we're not even gonna talk about that. But they were like, oh my gosh, your skin is so soft. Like it's just so like buttery and like I was oh, like what? what? <laughs> Oh, no. And I've gotten that a lot of times, oh. seriously. Um, so, yeah, do without <laughs> You know, I'm not, like, this one I get a lot, and I'm not fully mad at it, but, you know, I use, like, shea butter lotion and, like, coconut oil and stuff, and people are always like, oh, you smell so good. Like, you smell so, because they've probably literally never smelled shea butter in their entire life. But, like, <laughs> I just think that's really funny. I don't know. No, going back to the color of your skin, and maybe you can go a little bit into colorism. Mm. I had a guy once tell me that if you got any darker, I wouldn't find you attractive. <gasps> uh, uh, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god. You're lying. You're. I wish I was. Oh. I wish I. What was. is up with these men, guys? This is disgusting. It's gross, honestly. I'm just gonna like say, remember when, like in the station, um, off air. Or what were you on her? I don't know, but I showed um, everyone the station a screenshot that my cousin sent to everyone about like all the frat guys and stuff, just being like, yeah, you know, if you're not light skinned, like we don't want you, or if you're not like exotic or whatever. And I just like the colorism is so ingrained in our society, and it's like so terrible, you know, um, because the black of the berry, the sweeter the juice. So, period. Poop. <laughs> I honestly. I mean, you see it a lot, you know, where, and I I honestly, the interesting thing about it, and I think we were also talking about this a little bit last week too on air, is this colorism in terms of like the tropes and stereotypes. And it goes both ways, actually, this one for men and women in the black community, where we talked about how dark-skinned women seeing or are often labeled as more masculine light-skinned women are more feminine more soft and then light-skinned men the same way where you know a lot of times in the black community like people be like oh i don't like light skins like they're too soft or whatever or in like black men are seen as more masculine you know and so that's one of the few ones i feel like really does go both ways which it doesn't make it better but and how do you i do think it goes both ways but um for like in terms of us women, how do you think it's an, um, impacted like how um, men have treated you? Um, besides that, like even like small things, like um, maybe they're a little bit less careful, a little bit bit less caring about your like emotions and stuff. Cause they're like, oh, she's strong. Or like maybe they'll do stuff to tick you off on purpose so that they can see you snap. Cause I know that some guys have said, I like it when you like talk back at me. And I'm like, yeah. they're real weird with that. Like a lot of guys have been like, oh, I love it when you're mad. I like it when you're angry. And I'm just like, Ew. You're giving me real weird, real fetish. I'm not really messing with that right now. Literally just recently someone said to me, I'm not gonna name names, but like, oh my gosh, you're so cute when you're mad. What? Uh, No. (laughs) 
I don't, I see that one I've actually never gotten. And so I'm curious why you think that is like, where do you think that comes from? You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, the stereotypes and stuff. I feel like that has to be deeper than just like, oh, because if black women are already like darker skinned black women are already seen as like more masculine, more angry, generally all that. It's like, I'm interested as to why certain people might want to see us angry. I just feel like it fits the stereotype that they have in their head, you know, and they like like to see it played out. And it's like, oh, wow, like this is so like hot, I guess. I don't know. Or like it's so entertaining, I guess is a better word. But um, just so weird. So weird. I don't know anyone else who gets that. But it's so I mean, there's also like a flip side to that. Okay, I'm probably I probably shouldn't mention this at all. But like, you know, you know, slave play. I'm so sorry I'm so but like you know that's that's the flip side you know like they the fetish is like oh you're an angry black woman that plays directly into my stereotype of you I like I'm so turned on by that and I'm also turned on by you groveling and like all that and by the way if you are a black woman or black period and you participate in that no stop right now that is not okay and you need help thank you um um, anything else um, I guess I'm gonna speak on what like Alana was saying, and then what you were saying too. I, think, <laughs> I, guess, I mean, not exactly what you were First-hand saying. experience. No, oh, God, please. No. Um, I feel like when you like perpetuate this certain stereotype, you're seen as blacker. And in that sense, it's like you're seen as more exotic. Mm-hmm. And a, I've been with, I've heard from a lot of white men. Oh, I love p- women of color because they're so exotic. So when you fit into this little like mold they have of you, another thing, oh yeah, she's real exotic, which is so messed up, like very messed up. For real, especially like being black and also like from, um, I'm from Eritrea, which is in um, a country in East Africa. So I am like, you know, quote unquote foreign. It's so gross. Like that, that word is so like disgusting, but there was like a guy in high school who like on the on the school bus on the school bus would always be like can I get your number like you're just so exotic like I just love foreign girls I'm like no like what is wrong with you like I'm not a car I'm not a snake I'm not a fruit like what are you doing right now it's just so weird I can add on to that so I'm actually um I'm actually Afro-Latina and my mom is like from Honduras so I can like tell people like oh yeah like you know my mom's from Honduras and they're like oh like you're Latin American? Like, oh, like you're, um, sorry. <laughs> Everyone in the studio is getting a little shocked, but and it's just like very fetishy. And for some reason, I feel like some men and like other people are like more interested in me because I said that like my mom is like, you know, Hispanic, which makes me Hispanic, which like adds into like the whole fetish and like then plus the black thing. It's just so much. And I don't know, uh, bottom line, fetishization sucks. And yeah, if you participate in that, if you fetishize black women, Go to help. (laughs) You know, I think a large part of that as well is like, I feel like in that stereotype universe of like black women, it's, we're seen as more promiscuous than white women. You know, white women are the holders of chastity and virtue and pureness or whatever. And I'm not out here to try and like demonize white women, not whatsoever. This is just, it's the reality of what the world looks like right now. And you're not wrong for that, but it's just what it is. And so, I mean, it's almost like this thing of where, like, black women are sexual objects. Where, like, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced anything where 
it's like it's very clear a guy would want to like get with you but he'd never take you home to his mom mm-hmm. you know that kind of energy right there that goes right on along with that fetishization that word's kind of hard it, it is it is honestly a tongue twister no but i just um i love what you said about like black women and like promiscuity because i remember when like the wap video came out like megan the stallion and cardi b a lot of the black community was kind of like well, we're not a lot of it, but like um, some people in the black community were kind of like, oh, I don't like what they're doing. Like they're perpetuating it. Like they're making us look bad. But it's like there are two girls having fun, making a music video. And I think because of that stereotype that we didn't even put on ourselves, we having to be careful. And um, and I completely agree with the thing about like no one wanting to take you home um, to see their mom. Um, when I did have my white boyfriend in high school, I remember first meeting his dad, like in passing and he didn't even like talk to me. And I was like, I just think it's so, I don't know. I think it's so weird for white people dating black people to bring them into situations like that. Um, potentially dangerous situations, um, considering, you know, like racism is dangerous. So yeah, it's just like really sad that we have to deal with that. Yeah, I can kind of speak on that. Like, I know in the black community, we have this like thing called, oh, you're fast. You know uh, what I mean? Like, oh, you're yes. fast. You know, you would do anything. Yes. And like, I remember like at family cookouts, right? Mm-hmm. Like my family would be like, well, why are you wearing that blah, blah, like, as if like what I was wearing would elicit some response exactly. from somebody else. And I would be exactly. and I'm young too, and I'd be like, oh, you're being fast. Like, what are you doing? Everything. And one time I told my family, I'm like, yeah, there's this creep in our family. And they're just like, oh no, it couldn't be. But yeah, you can you can control what I wear. Exactly. Mm. Like talk about the adultification of black girls. Exactly. Like mm. it's just so sad. Um and it's like they always say, like, oh, like black girls like develop faster, like whatever. It's just no, let them be girls. It's just it really sucks. I'm glad you brought that up, Taylor. You know, and so it's the same with like the clothes we wear. Now this kind of we're getting a little farther from dating, but it's a really important thing to talk about where and I think it has to do with date. It all goes together, but like I remember from a young age, you know, I've always been built bigger. And so I developed faster than other girls my age and things like that. But even before I really fully developed, I remember, you know, being taught the sense of like, and I was like probably like 10, you know, and it's like, oh, like men look at you. And I'm like, me? <laughs> like men look at me? I'm 10. You know, but it's like your body is not just your body as a black woman, as a young black woman. It's an object of somebody else's desire mm-hmm. from a young age, which is like, what? You know? I I know all of you have probably had experiences with this, which is really sad, but are you ever like in a tank top and some shorts and you just like stroll downstairs to get like water or something and there's visitors and then your parents get mad because like, why are you dressed like that? Like we have visitors here. Like, why do you look like that? Hi mom, I know you're listening. This is literally literally our house. But anyways, continue Leah. No, I just like, that just all ties in together with the adultification of us and how we are so sexualized at such a young age and how we're taught to cover up around people in our own homes. Like in my own house, in my own room, I have to be wary of what I'm wearing because some man is gonna be looking at me, which why is he in here in the first place? Let's talk about that. Like, why would you have somebody in your home you couldn't trust around your daughter? Why? Just point blank period, that's what it is. It has nothing to do with what your daughter looks like or who she is. It's why do you trust this man in that way? It's unbelievable. Yeah, and like I almost wonder, and 
I agree with what you said. And I also wonder, like, um, how this adultification, like, impacts us long term, like, even as we, like, grow up and um, we, like, we're more women, we are, like, grown women right now. Like, and I'm wondering, like, how it's impacted me and how I see the world now. Because I've been seen as an older my entire life. And now that I am older, I feel like I'm even more mature because I've been treated in a way that has made me more mature, like, since I was, I don't know, middle school. Yeah, I feel like you can tie that back to how you act when you're dating. You always feel like you're the caretaker in a certain mm-hmm. sense. And I feel like men really sense do. that. So they think that, like, okay, she can handle things. And I feel like, honestly, we're going to, we should unpack that. Yeah. I feel like we can unpack that in the second half. But right now, we're going to take a little break. I do want to give a little PSA, though. I'm a little, I'm in the Black Student Union. You guys know this. <laughs> Word. Tomorrow, from 5.30 to 6.30, we are playing Family Feud in Slater Auditorium. So come, come pull up. It's going to be really fun. So now we're just going to play some music, get into the vibes, and we'll be back in just 30 minutes. All right, and we are back. Thank you for joining us again. Um, last session, we had a really, really good talk about dating as black women, colorism, and also the adultification of black girls. So um, I'm really excited to get back into it. So here's our second PSA. Um, I am in the African Student Association, and tomorrow night from 10 to 1 a.m. at the Sunnies, we are having our um, annual traffic light party. Um, And if you don't know what that is, you wear green if you're single, yellow if it's complicated, and red if you are taken. So, ladies, um, as a transition, what color are you wearing? I'm curious. The people want to know. Um, of course, I'm wearing all black. Um, oh, my <laughs> but what color bracelet, girl? Come on. Um, mm, Alana, uh, you know this. You know <laughs> what it is. It's a nice little green. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'll definitely be green. Yeah, I'll also be green. Same here, green. We're all green, yay. I'm, I'm going to be red. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm not in a relationship, but I just don't want anyone to approach me. <laughs> Leave me okay, alone. Okay. So. Wait, honestly, I might do yellow for that exact reason. <laughs> but then you don't want anyone thinking like, it's open. you know what I mean? That it's open or like that they're the reason why it's complicated. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Um, anyway, so back to the adultification of black women and being sexualized at such a young age, I'm sure that had like a little bit of an impact on how you see yourselves as sexual beings and like, you know, hookup culture because it's part of college. So tell us your experiences. Um, I guess I can go first. Like when I first came here, I never really like cared too much about hookup culture. I met like one of the guys I stayed with for a while in the first three weeks of school. So I never really did hook up culture, but like sex scared me a lot. Cause I was just like, there's such this big stereotype about like black girls having to be like wild and good at sex and everything. And I'm just like, if I'm not good, cause I came into college a virgin. So I'm like, if I'm not good, man, I'm letting people down right now. I was like, I'm not gonna lie. But it ended up not being like that. And um, yeah, so I would say like the biggest thing is like, trying to fit into what people think of you and being scared like you're not going to perform almost. My experience with hookup culture at Denison I think is a bit different because I tend to go to a lot of functions where there are a lot of white guys who aren't necessarily into black women and so honestly like it's really nice just to get to vibe you know you don't really although at times sometimes you do feel like damn like nobody's coming at me that one hurts a little bit um but that's really been my experience i mean i see how it is for like my white counterparts and i can't really speak to that because that's not my experience but um anybody else um just going back to what taylor was saying 
Um, I like don't really participate in hookup culture. I just have like no real desire to. And like the expectation of black women is that we're promiscuous. We're highly, highly sexual beings and not really having like any sex drive at all. It's just like, um, and I always talk to Taylor about it, but I always feel like I'm like inadequate as a woman because I'm like not really like pleasing anyone. Um, so that's something I've had to like kind of deal with, especially because it's so prevalent. Yeah, I want to say something about that. As all women, not just women of color and black women, your purpose is not to be sexual. You're not there to please your partner. You're just not. Your purpose is to be yourself and do what makes you happy. And if that happens to not be sex, it is what it is. No, absolutely. Respect is a huge, huge, huge thing. And also something that I've noticed just generally for women here on campus is that like a lot of women don't think that their own sexual gratification is that important in the hookup process. I think a lot of women feel like it's just about like getting that cute guy, but it's like whatever happens afterwards, as long as he enjoys it, which is like absolutely not like your experience is just as important as his and like it should honestly be an equal thing just generally um i agree because i feel like um oftentimes in sex it's like the guy getting the most pleasure um and like you know the orgasm gap like hello so um i think honestly it can be very hard when um because i remember when i started off like here as a freshman or whatever i wasn't like too too much into like hookup culture or whatever and then like when you see it around you like so much like and everyone is like doing it everyone's like oh yeah this week and i did this with this guy and whatever you're like oh damn like should i like participate or whatever but um i guess now that i'm like a participant or whatever um <laughs> Actually, let me not even say hi to your mom, mom real quick. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, um, it's just kind of, it's kind of a thing of like, know what you think in yourself is right. And like, really think, am I making myself happy? And if you're not making yourself happy, and if you feel like you're not respecting yourself, then don't engage in it. Absolutely. And I think Zora was actually saying something earlier about the importance of mental health and like set, like self-care throughout the process of hook up culture. So do you want to talk a bit about that, Zora? So Alana was talking a little bit about social pressure. Um, and I feel like that should never be a reason that you hook up with someone. Yeah, kind of what you were saying, Zora, I feel like feeling conscious of what you're doing is the most important thing. And whether you partake in hookup culture or you're with your partner, communication is key. Especially like as women, we always like we always put our pleasure b below men's, and we shouldn't. So like, if there's something you like or you want to do, tell whoever you're with. Even if it's just you're meeting them for one time, you're not gonna try to waste that one time doing what they want the entire time. Like I don't know about you guys, but I'm not walking all the way to North Quad, East Quad, or West Quad <laughs> to not get what I came there for personally. No, absolutely. Protecting yourself, as Zora said, protecting your spirit is so important. I mean, like, you know, sex is an interaction between two people and it's more than just the physical. Like, it really is letting somebody in your space in a major way. Um, and so it's really important that you also are choosing people who respect and care about you. And that doesn't mean that you've known this person necessarily for like your entire life or whatever, but just somebody who you have a general sense that they care about your safety, your respect, and like your pleasure, it's important. Yeah, and this is another way you avoid what we were talking about, fetishization. Um, definitely seek someone who respects you. Like, don't settle for less. Why would you, why are you settling for less? Why would you? Um, just really know your, you won't know yourself coming in if you've never been involved in hookup culture and you'll learn as you go, but just, it's okay if, if you mess up. Like, don't worry, everyone's young here and don't settle for less, just don't. <laughs> 
And equally, I think it's important to mention that it's okay if you don't want to be involved in hookup culture. I think that there's a stigma with college in particular where it's like you have to be a part of this thing that, you know, everybody else is doing it. But no, not everybody else is doing it. Some people are just here for a vibe, just here for a good time. And so, I mean, it's equally as important to know that just because a guy or girl or whoever comes on to you, that's not an instant indication that you have to go with that. Like you're allowed to go, no, I'm not really feeling that. I don't want to. Yeah, I do that all the time. Like sometimes at parties, people will walk up to me and I'll be like, oh, bye. And I'll just start like dancing alone. That's why I say always go with friends. Like don't go to a party alone. That's, I mean, I guess you can if you feel comfortable, but I personally don't feel comfortable. Um, so I go with friends because I feel like it's just definitely more fun when there's not that extra weight of like, oh, someone's going to try to hook up with me. No, like, no, I can spend the entire time dancing with my friends and having fun. I was just gonna say, like, I feel like people have this like stigma saying like, oh, just going with friends and not hooking up with someone is totally lame. But I'm gonna tell you, I go with to parties with friends every single time, and I have the best time. If something goes great, they're with me. If something goes wrong, they're always with me, and I couldn't ask for anything better. Exactly as Miss Taylor's party buddy, <laughs> certified party buddy, I have the best time when it's just me, Taylor, and we're just like dancing and having a good time, and you don't have to worry about like all that stuff and like men approaching you and calling you dark chocolate mamacita <laughs> or some dumb or something dumb like that um, but anyway on that topic i was wondering let's give advice to some men who want to who want to approach us but like maybe don't know how um how did you guys want to be approached like at a party like and i don't know in class just how do you want to be approached i mean just like treat me like a person you know what i mean like if you want to approach me, ask me about my interests. You can even just go, what's your major? That's a great conversation starter in college. What's your major? Where are you from? What do you like to do? I mean, I think that, you know, men, especially not black men who want to approach black, black women get so in their head about it that they have to like over, like over, what's the word, you know? Yeah, overcompensate for the fact that they're not black, that they end up just weirding us out. Mm -hmm. I think it's legitimately just like, treat me like a regular person i feel like adding on to that just a lot of guys are like oh my gosh like she's a black girl i don't know how to like approach her or whatever like first of all i am a woman so just kind of like come with that mindset like i'm a woman first and foremost and like how would you approach any other woman like oh like alex said what's your major maybe even a compliment everyone likes to get complimented or whatever like just a nice like a nice little icebreaker like oh wow if you're in the same class as her like oh my gosh like how was that class for you like do you like the professor like how's the homework things like that as any other normal person would want to be approached also like another thing like saying i really do like it when um guys like know like mental health and like emotions i really do like that because i feel like a lot of guys lack that and when you approach me and you know about mental health um you ask me how my day is going asking about my mental health i think that's a really good thing i mean i know it's deep to start with but if you're just like how's your day i appreciate that a lot like it shows that you care yeah i think the main thing is like just be conversational you know it could be small talk or even like Zora was saying, it doesn't have to be small talk. You can have a conversation about anything and make it interesting. Just don't be weird. Don't be creepy. <laughs> don't bring up my race. Like, I think that's very odd. But I think being conversational is definitely the best way to get someone interested in you. I personally recommend it. Oh, in the same vein, what kind of compliments do we like, ladies? Like, what do we want to hear? If And so if you're any men listening and you want to approach any of these lovely ladies in the studio, what does that look like for us? You can tell 
a black woman that she's beautiful without pointing out specific traits. Like you can be like, oh, you look pretty today instead of your skin is so soft and buttery and I want to just eat it. Like you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to like focus on specific things. Just literally approach us like any other woman. It is not, it's, it's really not that hard. Don't think too hard about it. Just say you look beautiful. How was your day? What's your major? Blah, blah, blah. Where are you from? I personally love when guys compliment your outfit. I love that. I think that's so sweet. You're paying attention. And it's like, you're paying attention, but not being pervy. So I really like that. Particularly as a black girl, I kind of like when, and this, like, hear me out for a second, like when they compliment your hair, if you change or something, but not in a weird way, not in like a, oh my God, how do you do that? Like, that's so crazy. Your hair went for short to long or long to short or whatever. I like when it's just like, hey, I really like what you, like, I love your braids. That, that's perfect. Like short, sweet, simple, like, done i appreciate that i kind of like it when they like compliment a trait about me that i can't control like my voice or like my eyes i'm like oh like i i'm not even doing anything like i can't even impact this it's just natural and that just always makes me happy because it's like it's just something that's just me like sora you're simply the cutest human on the entire (laughs) earth like you're just the sweetest person Thank you so much. You are too. Wait, <laughs> little compliment circle going around. Nope. I want to compliment Taylor. So, like, if I were approaching Taylor, I would be like, Taylor, you're such a good writer. Like, um, and you're so, you're so sweet, sweet. And like, yeah. Also, shameless plug. Denisonian's coming out next Wednesday. I'm writing in it. So, yeah. check it out. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a really great segue into how as women and as black women we can support each other when it comes to dating on campus and like you know our sex lives or love lives or whatever that looks like because i think that's really important knowing that you have resources that like your friends your friends are so very important and so like just knowing that you have a good group of people that you can reach out to and really vent with and get off your chest like whatever that looks like i mean that's so important so are there any other kinds of resources you think are really important to women when they're dating on campus particularly black women but also generally I don't think it's a structured resource, but I do think having a like, set group of friends is really nice. Like having those friends you can just come to when something automatically happens or like a couple of days after it happens, you know, just being able to like tell them that. Yeah, I agree. I think friends are the biggest thing. Um, and also, I, I just think it's the biggest thing just because um, you can, I feel like, especially like in high school, this is such a high school thing. You get lost in your relationships. Your friend don't, your friends don't see you in a week. Like don't get lost in hookup culture and don't see your friends in a week. Cause like, it's not gonna last most likely. And once you get out of it, you're just alone, like in your dorm, maybe with like your roommate and you'll be like, okay, like, uh, where's Susie? Or I don't know, one of your friends. And they're gonna be like, girl, you've been gone. And then it's just gonna feel so isolating and sad. And I definitely have your, prioritize your friends, prioritize your friends over the hookup culture. Zora, are you trying to tell me I'm not gonna meet the love of my life in Ohio? (laughs) Is that what you're trying to tell me right now? I'm shocked. Oh my God, speaking of which, I cannot believe that most people find like their husband or wife or other partner like in college. Like y'all get married, like y'all really like find someone here and you're like, I want to marry them. Like that is crazy to me. No, yeah, I went to that. Alex and I, we met up over the summer and we just agreed that we're just not finding mm-hmm. our uh, significant other at Denison in Ohio, like in anywhere in the Midwest. So no, I think that was like a generational thing. I think the numbers are going to go down in this era because there's TikTok, there's Instagram. There's just more ways to just be distracted and not really want to pursue a relationship seriously. And I think I'm not blaming technology. Technology always gets, you know, blamed for stuff. But I definitely actually am. It's just technology, (laughs) I think, and other things. I just don't think I think the numbers are going to go down. 
Yeah, I think I agree with that. I mean, like, I've talked to my dad about this where, so my dad went to Penn State, so really huge school, but he would talk about how some women would go to college for their MRS degree, you know, like, to get married. And I just, especially in black women, I think we're one of the most educated groups in America. You know, I don't think we're coming to college for a man. And I know nobody's coming to a small liberal arts college in Ohio for a man. Call me old school and a romantic, but I kind of like the idea of finding like your true love in like college and high school. I don't think it's practical. I really don't think it's practical and you're not at school for that. I know I'm not for school to that, for school. Sorry, wow. I'm not at school for that. But I think it's kind of sweet personally. And I feel like also things were just different. Like back in the early 2000s or before that, guys would call and be sweet. Now it's not like that at all. Like it's a little, a little rude actually, so. It's more of a DM. It is. <laughs> little booty call moment. Literally. No, it's like they don't even wait. It's like instant, you know the, how instant gratification is something in our generation? It's always, mm-hmm. they don't even try to like flirt with you. It's just like, hey, yeah, coming come home, here. yeah. You up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh my God, you meet a guy one night and you just saw him like 20 minutes ago, maybe even 10 minutes ago, you get that message on Snap, like so-and-so's typing, so-and-so's messaging you and it's literally like, where'd you go? Or where are you at? Or you at wherever, you know? <laughs> it's very, very real. Mm. I, I personally hate that. But like Taylor, back to what you are saying, I am like a romantic too. It's just like, you know, seeing all this around, it really breaks my heart. Just like seeing the culture here. It doesn't break my heart. It's just like, it makes me like, I feel like I've stopped using, I don't know, stopped believing in that possibility. I think that's why, no, not to be mean to men, but I find men kind of disappointing because <laughs> they don't like, it's no, it's not as much effort. Like there's no conversation. There's no surprises. It's nothing like how it was like my mom and dad, it would always be that. So looking at that, I'm just like, okay, where's that at? Not here. Definitely not here. You know, I think we grew up with too many of those like black love movies, you know, like love and basketball. Can I like, just mention like- how my parents met? They tell me all the time and I know my dad is listening. So uh, <laughs> get ready for me to tell everyone. But basically, um, my mom and my dad went to the same college and uh, it was raining and uh, my dad didn't have an umbrella and my mom did. So he like went up to her and he was like, oh, excuse me, like, do you mind if like we share your umbrella? Like, and they did. And they like fell in love and got married and stuff. Aww. And I think it's like the cutest thing ever. That so. is actually yeah. adorable. And the fact that you just told me that and I know that's never going to happen for me breaks my no, heart. Literally. <laughs> I mean, like love stories like that, do they exist these days? Like, is anybody finding that kind of thing? Because like, we don't interact on the same level that we did. It's like wanting to interact with people now is like weird, you know? I mean, especially as a girl, like walking up to a guy and stuff, it feels weird. It feels really awkward. Yeah, I agree with that. Like personally, I'm in love with those little hood love stories. I love them. My parents met that way. My dad was working at a gas station, right? And then my mom was on her way to her senior prom with another guy. What? Katrina pulled back in the day. I'm not gonna lie. So they stopped at this. They stopped at this gas station where my dad worked at, and she got out to go inside. You know, the convenience store. Next thing you know, my dad gave her her number. She went to prom that night, but every day after that, she was with my dad. So. Yeah, that, that's how they met and they've been together for going on 30 years now I think wow so. I mean since we're telling like our parents origin story mine's funny because we don't know what's true because my parents have two different accounts of the night which is what we can agree on is that they met at this party that their mutual friends were throwing um, but my dad claims my mom came on to him my mom claims my dad came on to her so we're not really quite sure what happened all we know is that okay so they started dating I love this story they started dating it was like maybe their 
I think it was their first date, honestly. And y'all want to guess where my mom, where my dad took my mom? The Holocaust Museum. <gasps> what? Wait, are you serious? First date. So my dad, he was a little bit of a player. And so he didn't think he was actually going to see my mom again. So he just thought of an activity that he wanted to do. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't really a player, but he like, you know, he was traveling from place to place. He was a traveling salesman. And so he kind of had like, you know, as the saying goes, you know, blank in different area codes. And um, and so he, like, met my mom, and he liked her, and he wanted to, like, hang out with her. But um, I don't think he really thought it through in that moment. I don't think he thought that that would be his great love of 25 years at that time. That's so cute. It's just so interesting hearing these stories. Just, like, and I feel like that would never happen today in technology. Like, you would, they would stop. He would, like, not DM her back, and then it would just never have happened. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because, yeah. like, we want instant messaging. I don't know. Um, Can I say something? I don't know any guy today who will take someone to a museum. Nope. Never. Or anything of like culture, art, institute, anything. It's always no like, man. do you want to come to my crib? It's not like activity based. And I hate that. Yeah. Like, take me somewhere. Wait, Let's no. go Wait, do Can I just something? say, I went on a date this um, summer with this guy and he like took me out to this like really nice restaurant. So I think oh. there are Way some guys. Way to brag, Alana. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 some guys that just like it's like one in a million so and, and, um and guys listening out there both taylor and i we said that we are attracted to men who are smart and you taking us to museum i'm like ooh, he's into like he's into oh, museum like yeah. hmm. no i mean but also just generally anything that you think of me where it's like she might be interested in this she might want to do mm. this or even this restaurant she might like this food not just because you like it and they have the two for one special like let's <laughs> do something that i like i like the idea that like you think about these things like you plan it out you know and so i feel like you don't have that kind of thoughtfulness these days no it's kind of it's really tacky and can i talk about no planning whatsoever oh. <laughs> none tacky. absolutely none no <laughs> Reservation, late, yes, no planning. Oh my god, late, big pet peeve. I'm sorry if we're going out and you're late. Do I mean nothing to you? Oh. You don't want to see me again because now I don't want to see you again. No, what's even what's even worse is when you're late and you don't communicate it. You're uh -huh. just waiting there mm. for a long time. Like no, res I feel like I'm not respected, and no. that's. Has anybody ever? If I'm, if you want to answer this question, I'm just wondering. Has anybody ever been stood up? Does that still happen these days, or do you just get ghosted before you get there? Ghosted, oh my god. <laughs> and I'm sure we're all a little bit guilty of doing the ghosting as well, or is it just me? Sorry. I just ghosted someone on Tinder. <laughs> oh, Lana, no. Oh, I mean, like, it's, it's Tinder. I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's just like, you're just not feeling them the way that they're feeling you, and you don't know. And then I'm scary can i just say it's really scary to tell a man something he doesn't want to hear and so sometimes it feels safer and it just feels better to be like i'm just going to walk away you know than like having to deal with the potential dangerous confrontation and that's a really sad fact about dating these days and probably always but especially it feels like these days yeah i can relate to that just because even with like technology i'm always afraid that like they can trace you Mm. Especially with things like Tinder, you're like they can. I feel like somehow they if they're know smart how many enough. Miles away you are, so it's just like, oh gosh, and like mm. I have my school in my bio, so um, mm. or not my bio, but like you know attached to my profile. So guys, <laughs> what is? I don't even. I I don't think any of us. No, none of us in the studio are in a relationship right now, no. which is like kind of. Wow, what are we? Our freshman year, we all had something. Sophomore year, <laughs> that's because we were freshmen. Like, 
We were a freshman. Sophomore year, it fell apart. All of us uh-huh. fell apart. at the same time. We are all struggling. Please, anybody with any advice, any uh, cute guys you want to recommend to the crew, we're open, Ooh. taking applications. Do you guys even like want a relationship? I feel like we're all so busy. Like, do you even have time for that? Mm. That's a good question because wants and needs are very different. I'm gonna be honest. When my relationship was good, it was good, mm. and the good moments are worth it. But and at the same time, it's nice to be busy and have someone you can come to and be like, hey, this happened because that's your person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would like one. Am I ready for one? That's another question. We can get to it later. <laughs> Low key, like my ideal boyfriend never speaks to me and only sees me when I want to see him. <laughs> you know, like I don't I feel that where it's like I'm so busy these days. Like I have no time even for things like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, honestly, I'm really busy. Well, Actually, no, I like someone to be there like Taylor. Never mind. I like someone to be there like Taylor, but like I am very busy and I like to keep myself busy. And um, but sometimes I just need that emotional support. And I don't know if that's something like a sexist thing that I've internalized. And um, that bothers me. I'm going to think about that later. So I'm going to think about that while I'm single, I guess. No, but hold on. I feel like I get it. You know what I mean? Like, first of all, you're very busy. We're both very busy. So having someone to like come back to is nice and I don't think it's being like oh you're dependent on a man I just think it's nice to have someone there because we're always doing like us we're always doing stuff to better ourselves but someone needs to take care of us sometimes we're always so busy taking care of other people right do y'all want a boyfriend or emotional support dog (laughs) is my question right here because my thing is men need caretakers I'm so sorry they do so we're always doing that for them so I think it's I think it's kind of like an equal trade you support me I support you and that's a relationship you build Mm -hmm. up together Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely agree with that. Like, I can't be in a relationship where I'm not getting equal support back because I give so much support, maybe excessive support because that's just who I am. And I think I've been in situations like that and it's draining. Don't do that. Um, oh very, 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 One very, very sided emotional connection is one of the most draining things you can ever encounter in your life, you know, where you are putting in all of the emotional effort and none is being you know, reciprocated back to you. I mean, it just creates a very toxic situation, generally. Okay, so um, PSA. Um, so it's my pleasure is um, having, it's interviewing um, people of color for an article about BIPOC and experiences with dating and hookup culture on campus, very on theme. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna be having a link to a Google form so that you can um, sign up to have an interview soon. But we'll post that on our Instagram, so watch out for it. Yeah, and on that note, we are coming to near the end of our show. We're still going to play some music. But I do want to reach out to the audience. Say, if you have anything you want advice on, especially relationships, dating, hookup culture, as a woman of color, please DM us on our Instagram, on thatblackgirl.doobie. Or just reach out to Leah, Zora, Alex, Alana, or me, Taylor. And, yeah. With that, if you have any single available men who are interested, <laughs> you can also DM us. <laughs> and with that, good night. <laughs>